In this sicha, the Rebbe is discussing the story of when Yosef and Binyamin meet. The Pasuk tells us that Yosef falls on the neck of his brother and cries, and Binyamin cries on Yosef's neck. The Gemara says, Yosef is crying for the two Bate Mikdash that were going to be built in the portion of Binyamin that eventually will be destroyed. And that's why it says Tzavrei, the necks, literally the necks, in plural, because of two Bate Mikdash. Binyamin is crying for the Mishkan that was going to be built in Shiloi, in a portion of Yosef, that will also be destroyed. What is the reason why the base of Mikdash is being hinted over here in the idea of a neck? So the Medrash tells us on a Pasuk Migdal David Tzavorech. The Medrash says the following, that just like the neck is in the higher portion of the person, so too the Beis HaMikdash was built in the higher portion of the world. Now, when it says it doesn't mean at the very, very highest point, but rather as the Gemara says on the Pasuk Vein Seif of Shachin, that the Beis HaMikdash was actually 23 Amois lower than the highest peak, a place called Ein Eitam, the well of Eitam. And this is similar to the neck of the person, that although being almost at the very, very top, but it's not at the very, very highest point. The Gemara says that they wanted to make it a little bit lower than the highest point in Yerushalayim, like by an ox, being safe of Shachin, that the Kosef, the shoulders, are the most beautiful part. The Rebbe asks, seemingly, if height is something great, then why not put the Beis HaMikdash at the very, very highest point? Why is it 23 Amish lower? If height is not anything specific, then why are we making a big deal that it's Begovah Yishol Oilam at the highest point? So the Rebbe says we're going to understand this by first examining the function of the neck, the function of the throat, that area of the body. On the one hand, the seichel, the intellect is in the brain, in the highest part of the, uh, in, within the head. The highest, the vitality that the person is getting is once again in the brain, in the head. So on the one hand, the head is definitely considered the highest and greatest part of the person's body. Nevertheless, in order for the highest, the vitality to come down to the rest of the body, and so too, in order for the intellect to come down to the heart and influence the emotions, and again, the conduct, the way of behavior of the rest of the body, it needs to go through the area of the throat. Chassidus speaks about the idea that there's the kona, the voshet, the viridin, the windpipe, the food pipe, the veins, that are all coming through the throat, which bring the chayis, which bring the vitality, as well as the intellect down from the head to the rest of the body. So in other words, although yes, of course, on the one hand, the head is the greatest part and the most important part of the body, but in order for the head to fulfill its function in influencing the rest of the body, both as far as the vitality, as well as with the intellect, it needs to go through the tzavar, it needs to go through the neck. So too, says the Rebbe, is in regards to the Beis HaMikdash. Yes, on the one hand, of course, there's the oiral the godly light that's in the nefesh kiss that is completely, completely higher than the body in the Nefesh Bahamis, and so on and so forth. However, the function of the Nefesh Olikis, as well as the function of the Beis HaMikdash, is to bring the Oyer of Hashem into the rest of the world. So by the Beis HaMikdash, this was expressed that it's not at the very, very peak, at the very height. 
but rather 23 Amois lower, a little bit closer to the world, meaning that the light of the Beis Amikdash is supposed to be reaching the rest of the world. And so to in our individual Beis Amikdash inside of ourselves, the Nefesh kiss not being completely removed from the Guf and the Nefesh Amis, but being closer, lower down, represented by the neck, closer to the Guf and the Nefesh Amis there to elevate and to refine it. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we'll also understand why Yosef and Binyamin are crying on the neck of each other rather than on the head, if the head is the highest part. The whole purpose of the person is to fulfill the Ratzon of Hashem, the mission of Hashem, to make a place of Dira Betachtoinim in this world, which is dependent on the avoid of the Yid. Because we have to go ahead and do that Avoidah. And that's going to be represented specifically by the neck. Again, bringing Hashem's oil down into the world to deal with the world, not just as it is in the level of the Rosh. The Rosh would represent the Neshama, our Nefesh Olikis. Well, the Nefesh Olikis is always perfect, is always good. There's no need to cry about it because the Neshama is always in the perfect state the way it's meant to be. And therefore, it's never destroyed. There's no need to cry about it. Furthermore, the whole purpose, again, is not in the Neshama itself, in the Rosh itself. It's about bringing down Alikus into the Guf, and the Nefesh Bahamas, into the portion of the world. And this is why it's specifically hinted in the neck, both the Beis HaMikdash, as well as what they're crying about. However, the Rebbe says we need to understand why is it that Yosef is crying for the Batim Mikdash that are in Binyamin's portion, and Binyamin is crying on the Beis HaMikdash that in the Mishkan, that's in Yosef's portion. Why aren't they each crying for the Beis HaMikdash or Mishkan of their own portion? The Rebbe says even Avas Yisroel, we know, you have to love another yid like yourself. But first and foremost, there is the person himself. In fact, the halach is if you have one jug of water that's only enough between a person and somebody else, you, you, you take the drink yourself first. So your life comes first. So certainly your own base Hamikdash is going to be a more of a concern to yourself. Why are you crying on your own, on the other person's base Hamikdash rather than your own? Another question that it asks. We find that when Yosef and Yaakov meet, once again Yosef is crying. The Zoyar says it's because of the Beis HaMikdash that was destroyed. And because of the tremendous Golos that comes after the second Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, the question is, why is it that Yosef is crying and not Yaakov is crying? Now Rashi tells us that Yaakov was saying Shema. So if we understand Yosef crying in the simple sense because he hadn't seen Yaakov for so long, Yaakov is not crying, and in fact, he's dedicating this whole kavana just on Kriya Shema that we understand. In other words, his kavana, his dedication is so strongly dedicated to the Abishter that he's not interrupting that even for seeing his son. But according to the Pshat of the Zoya, the Yosef is crying for the Churban Beis Amigdosh. How is it that Yaakov isn't getting emotional about that? How is that not disturbing his kavana of Kriya Shema? So the Rebbe explains, what's the whole idea of crying? Crying is usually making the person that's crying feel a little bit better. Something is bothering him. He can't fix it up. So by crying it, he's feeling a little bit better. So the Rebbe says, but when you could go ahead and fix something, you could do something about it. You don't sit and cry. You have to go ahead and do something about it. Therefore, says the Rebbe like this. When a person sees the Khurban in somebody else's Beis Amikdash, of course, he's participating in the other person's side and he's crying for him. Yes, he'll try to do whatever he can to help him. He may have to tell him off in a pleasant way. He may try to daven for him. But practically getting rid of the other Averois for which the Khurban happened, you can do. 
The most you could do then afterwards, after you did whatever you can, is cry. To show your pain that you also have for it. However, says the Rebbe, for your own base amigdash, crying and sighing is not enough. You have to go and do whatever you can to bring the geula to your own personal base amigdash. Unless, of course, if the crying is a form of tshuva. In fact, says the Rebbe, sometimes crying is even going to take away from your avoider because you're going to say, look, I did it, look, I'm, I'm crying, I was yoitzer already. Says the Rebbe, therefore, Yosef and Binyamin are each crying for the churban of the others, Beis HaMikdosh. What about Yaakov? Yaakov is the father of all Yidin. Yaakov, the Beis HaMikdosh is in his portion. And therefore, what's he doing? He's being involved in fixing the Beis HaMikdosh. How is that? The Beis HaMikdosh is there to bring korbonos. And when one is saying Shema, that's as if he's bringing korbonos. The whole idea of a carbon is bring from oneself to bring closer to the Ebishter. And that's exactly what Krishna is all about, the Mesiras Nefesh. That we have in Hashem Echad, in Bechol Nafshecha, Mesiras Nefesh. Finally, the Rebbe says, you can't ask. If they saw with Ruach HaKodesh that the Beis HaMikdash is going to be destroyed, seemingly you can't do anything else anyways. So why are we saying they should go ahead and try to fix it and make sure that the Beis HaMikdash won't be destroyed? So the Rebbe says, we know the famous concept that even if a sword is on the neck of a person, a person should never give up hope. We find by Chizkiah HaMelech that Yeshaya comes and gives him a Nevoah that he's going to die. And Chizkiah HaMelech says, Please stop saying Yenavuah, go out of here. He davens to the Abishter and his tefillah is, is effective. He lives another 15 years. And then the Rebbe concludes by saying that we know that the same thing is true in our Avoidah. Whenever this Beis HaMikdash is not built in someone's generation, it's as if it was destroyed then. And therefore the Rebbe says we need to make sure to fulfill our Avoidah in the most perfect way. And when we do that, building our own personal Beis HaMikdash, surely this will bring the Beis HaMikdash for Klai Yisrael through Mashiach Tzidkeinu.